passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey family. Alan Zane with you today. No Brian. Brian's got the night off. He's got some, he's got some other stuff going on. Zane, this is the part of the year where we earn our money as content creators because the draft is over. We went over the draft picks, and we could still do that moving forward with some guests and stuff. But this is like the time when, man, we really got to earn our money and figure out stuff to talk about because May and June – We'll have the schedule coming out, but it's really tough. You're regurgitating a lot of things. So we got to try to be different. We got to try to pick some good things to, to talk about, and, and the fans are going to help us out with it. What money, Al? What are you talking about? Are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I think that we've been doing this. This is the seventh season that we're doing this, and every time it comes around, this this portion of the year comes around, and you're between the draft and, and OTAs, and you're kind of – now having some time to digest a draft, a lot of questions kind of come to mind that you may not think of during the season because during the season you're in the heat of the battle, right? Like it's week to week and various things come up in that that sort of time frame where, you know, like they, they need to address. So I, I think that it's nice to have a little bit of downtime to think of stuff. I think that I don't want to tease anything, but like there are some things that we plan for the show, like in terms of past 49ers stuff that we want to get to as well in the coming weeks as well that, that people will hear about and see. But yeah, hearing from the fans, I, I think that we don't do it enough, but we have finally have a chance to do it. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got some good stuff from them. Um, and usually usually we don't even do shows in the summer, but now we're like since we're contractually obligated to do so, um, we're, we're, we're going to be doing this this year. What did, we took like four months off last year or something. We just straight I know, right? we're just like, oh. Yeah, I remember, I remember the last text we sent each other. We're like, all right, cool. It was literally like like it, like teammates going off for the offseason. We're like, all right, cool. I'll see, you, yeah. I'll see you during the season, right? Like, yeah. 
And now we're back people with probably, black hat and red shirts to match. Right? You know, people probably think like, what, what are you guys complaining about? But it's, it kind of takes a lot out of you. Like it, like it does when you're like doing a couple shows a week and we're passionate and we're, you're so into the NFL. Like I used to be more into college football and I'm kind of not anymore. I still follow Notre Dame, but like overall, I'm kind of not anymore because I'm so like immersed in the NFL. I even feel like other sports, I don't pay attention to as much as I used to because I'm so immersed in this all the time. So like you, you, we probably sound like, like we're whining, but sometimes I need a break. Man. Like sometimes you're like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's constant, but I, I love it. We, we wouldn't, if we, we didn't love it, we want to keep coming back to it. So, yeah. all right, I'm rambling. It hardly feels like a job, right? <laughs> Say it again. It hardly feels like a job, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good. We're, we're lucky to have the, you know, the podium that we've had for so long and, and be able to talk about this for so long and have the audience. We're very lucky. All right. So anyway, I, I put it out on Twitter over the weekend and I said, listen, Zane and Brian and I, we have two or three months of just nothing is going to be going on in the NFL for the most part. What do people want to hear about? Because people can only hear so much about the quarterbacks and we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks, obviously a lot. It's, it's a big story. So got some good stuff, but, but one thing someone brought up and I, I actually brought up another tweet about it that led to a great conversation and a lot of people chimed in on it. And I thought it was, I thought it was a great question. Now, Give him credit. Uh, it's from it's Jake the Snake at the Real McCoy 85. He said, I'm curious if the 49ers would enter, entertain offers for George Kittle after the season. He's still playing at a high level, but he is in his 30s and he's been injury prone. Thoughts. Now, when someone says something like that, what do you think? Obviously, people are like, you're crazy. You're on crack. They would never do that because people think some people think all their favorite players are going to play till they're 45 and, and take $40,000 a year just to stay on the team and all those other things. Not reality. Not the business. So I went and looked, Zane. We, we keep talking about this two-year window, but really, 2023 is the year with this core. This is a gigantic season to get it done. And I'm going to throw some cap hit numbers out at you right now. The 2024 cap hits for the 49ers. You ready? Are you ready for this? Because there's some pretty crazy numbers here. Debo, 28.5 million. Trent Williams, 28 million. Warner, 24.4 million. Armstead, 23.9 million. Kittle, 19.8 million. Ward, 17.9. Hargrave, 15.5. McCaffrey, 14.4. Ayuk, 14 million. That's as of right now. Now, we know things can get restructured and everything like that, but as of right now, they have some decisions to make. And I didn't even bring up Nick Bosa in that, who right now is inside for 2024. I think what they'll do is when they do the extension, 2024 will be a much later cap hit for Bosa. But after that, he's making QB money. So that's going to be, it might take up two of these guys, what, what Bosa is going to make. So when I look at this list, there's some serious decisions to make. Trent Williams may, may retire. I think that's safe to say he has maybe a year, year, maybe two left. He's, you know, he's in his mid thirties. Eric Armstead ain't going to be around. I don't think he's, I don't think past this year, we're going to see Eric Armstead around. No. Other than that, a lot of decisions to make. So Zane, when you look at all that stuff, it's a huge year. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. 
you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Yeah, I think that we and and when Brian was on with us a couple of weeks ago, we talked about like Ayuk and Debo and that whole situation. And we talked about, are they both going to be here? Can they keep both of them? And we came to the conclusion that you, you're just not going to, you're not going to trade Ayuk. And this is before the draft, obviously, right? But we came to the conclusion mm-hmm. you're not going to trade Ayuk. But Debo is another story because his cap hit balloons after the season. And I think that he, number one, he, he has not been able to stay healthy the last year or last well, I mean, the, the, his breakout year, the 2021 year, it was really the only year where he's been able to consistently kind of stay healthy and, and produce outside of his rookie year. But beyond that, he's one of the guys that you might see that they might either restructure or find something to do with, because I know that he'd be sought after by, by a, a ton of teams out there, right? If they dangle that character, if they chose to, I don't think they will. I think they'll try to find in-house solutions for him. Ditto with Kittle. Trent Williams, I agree. He's probably gone after two years with the retirement. Eric mm-hmm. Armstead, unless he reduces that number, he's not coming back. Like you can't, that is high level defensive end, or I guess interior defensive line type money. Right. And yeah, you, you can't, you can't keep paying him that at the production. He's got, especially since they got Javon Hargrave now as well, mm-hmm. unless you want to play Armstead at the end, which they, which they're not going to do. So Javon Hargrave's not going anywhere. They just signed him McCaffrey. That deal, they they'll restru- I, didn't they just restructure that? I believe they did, but Hargrave's really really only had a two year deal. That deal's pretty much two years. So um, that's who else was it? Mooney, Mooney was on a three, essentially a two year deal as well. Mooney's on a two year deal as well. His third year was was kind of the the cap ballooning year, and um, I think you know you have to ask yourself if they don't get it done within the next two to three years. And we we kind of broached this subject before. With Kyle Shanahan, he's entering year seven. If by the end of year 10, they still have not won a Super Bowl, what are they doing here? What are they doing with him? Are are they going to keep him long-term after that? Is it year by year after that? Or what are we really kind of expecting? Because it's been, at that point, it's been 10 years and you still haven't been able to deliver, deliver a Super Bowl. And I think that's a reasonable amount of time to wait for a coach. I'm not saying he should be fired or let go, but do they have those conversations internally? And do they blow this team up? And does that have an impact on what they do now? That's that, So I'm thinking backwards here. I'm thinking year 10. If they still haven't won a Super Bowl by then, I sure mm-hmm. as hell hope they have. I think they're close. But if they haven't done it by then, that that's going to impact how they it, how they act now. Because they're not going to keep signing players and backloading contracts and stuff like that to have huge cap, right. huge dead cap hits when they, have to, when they have to rebuild. Because then it's a situation like they, they ended up in – with the, the late nineties and all those retirements and departures like Steve Young and Jerry Rice and all the, the core kind of 49ers. And that's how they got in that cap hell. And, and that's how the early two thousands happened. So really interesting question. I, I, the only guy I can see them really letting go is, is Armstead. But beyond that, like I, and, and obviously Trent Williams will retire, but beyond that, mm-hmm. the other three, four guys, you, you got to keep them to, to stay competitive. And Debo's got a $35 million dead cap this year, which I mean, he's yeah. not going anywhere this year, obviously yeah. 26.5 million in 2024. So he's not going anywhere then either. You can't cut that. So, yeah, you can't cut that. No, no way. So his potential out would be after 2024, but it's still a $15 million dead cap at that point. Now the Kittle stuff, 
I, I would imagine they would restructure Kittle and try to, he's so important to the team. He's such a leader. They try to keep him around as, as, as much as possible. But again, it's yeah. an interesting question because do they say, what if Brandon Ayuk comes out this year and has 1500 yards and he's just yeah. ha, has a blow up season and he wants to stay and they want him to stay. How do they make something like that work? Do they have to make that decision? And Kittle has an out after this year. So this year, again, well, not again, nothing's going anywhere this year, but he'd have a $20 million dead cap this year. The out is after 2023. His out is $9.8 million dead cap or $19.8 million cap hit for, for Kittle at that point. So it's definitely a, a fair question. I don't want to see George Kittle go anywhere again. He's been, he's been, you know, one of the stalwarts of this regime since, since 2017, but they're going to have to make these decisions as they move forward. And this is going to be, you mentioned Kyle. So Kyle's in what, going to year seven right now, right? Correct, seven. 27. So 24 is year eight. And that's, I, I really think that's the last time, last window with this core. And then it's going to be a very different team in 2025. And people want to say, well, just enjoy right now. Well, for sure. Yeah, this is a big season. And I think 2024 will be good as well. But also you want to sustain. You want to be able to sustain. And when you don't have a quarterback, it's difficult to do that. That's why these windows slam shut. Nobody thought the Harbaugh years were going to slam shut. And they did. So you, you never know. A couple injuries. They've had three real three out of the last four seasons have been really long seasons, 19, 19, 20 games type thing. Might have been 20 games in 2019, too, was it? No, 19. So those are, are long seasons there. So you, you never know. So it is really interesting to see sort of where it's going to go and how this team is going to turn over. And one of the other things, Zane, that people aren't really talking about right now, they have to replenish these guys, right? At some point, they're they're going to move on. Everybody does. Nobody plays forever. And you have to replenish them. Trey Lance, the trade has not hurt them yet. And it may end up really helping them if Lance ends up working out somehow. But they haven't had first-round picks the past couple of years. And they have positions that we talked about, positions of need that they need to fill. Tackle is one of them. Left tackles do not grow on trees. If and when they lose Trent Williams, they've always made, obviously, left tackles been a priority. As soon as Joe Staley left, they went and got Williams. It doesn't mean another left tackle is going to be available in a trade. And maybe somebody they would have taken and groomed in the past two years, they haven't been able to do that. The same at edge. Um, defensive tackle. They tried to do it with Kinlaw. It didn't work out. Now they'll have to take someone to replace Armstead. Eric Armstead, for whatever people think of him, and he may be overpaid, he's still a dude. Yeah. He's still a really good player. When you look at the who's the who are the dudes on the 49ers, he, he is one of them. He, he's making over 20 million a year. He's obviously a dude. So it's not so much how do you replace the role players? You have to do that. But how are you going to replace these dudes is what it is. And it's it's pretty interesting. I'll let you react to that. But people, and they're right, the Niners have done very well late in the draft, but maybe not as well as people think in terms of replacing dudes. But we'll look, we'll look into that. So I'd argue to say that the Trey Lance trade has hurt them. And obviously the, the Kinlaw miss is going to severely hurt them because the guys that you would get to replace the guys that are going, that are, that are outgoing from this core are those guys, right? They're those first round picks that you, that you hope work out three, four down years down the line. They enter their prime, your core gets aged up and they, they move out your, former first round picks or early round picks enter their prime and they start to move into those roles, right? That's, that's what the hope is, is that you have this, this constant influx of talent that you can, that you can kind of rotate through your whole process of building a team. But that, that Trey Lance trade is going to hang over them because not because I don't think he's a good player, but because what they gave up for him 
is going to prevent them from restocking the cupboard. And I, I don't want to go into the whole quarterback debate because that's, we've done that at nauseum. That's, that's not what I want to make today's mm-hmm. show about, but really like when you, when you made that trade, that had to have been a hit because you're giving up so much of your future in return and so much, not in terms of, not in, just in terms of talent that you could potentially get, but cap flexibility too. Those are all rookie mm-hmm. contracts that are first round rookie contracts that you're giving up on that you're, that you're pushing by the wayside in favor of drafting Trey Lance, who now you don't have enough trust in even take the first team reps in camp. He's sharing them with Sam Darnold. So that is going to hurt them. But I, there's some level of faith that I do have in the 49ers and and I'm going to walk myself back here because they've been able to make a trade for a Trent Williams and make a trade Mm -hmm. for a Christian McCaffrey and sign a Javon Hargrave and get elite level talent when you expected that like all three of those moves, we did not expect any of them. They just came out of completely like right. thin air. So you always know that Parag is, is cooking behind the scenes, right? We know this about him. So there's a level of trust that 49ers fans should have in the 49ers to be able to get players that can restock this cupboard to keep them competitive for years to come. Now, is that going to be the reality? Who knows? But you have to think that, look, Kyle's contract runs through 2025, right? That's so at the 2026 season, he's basically, he's, he's not signed beyond the 2025 season. Everybody's contracts are, are sort of aligned with that. So I think the Niners mm. are cert- certainly thinking the same thing that if Kyle Shanahan can't get it done within this contract, and if he's not, if he's, if he's not even, you know, if he's not one play away or one player away, then they'll blow up the core. And that's really, that's really what my mind is kind of thinking. And I hope it doesn't happen, but I think that's probably what's going to have to happen with the, with the contract situation. 